You made it to part two of Daniel 11 with Mrs. Margaret and Tally Flynn. This is Twilla Grace, your host on the Thirsty Bible Group podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you head over to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel because you do not want to miss all the amazing announcements and the videos also that we do share for uh, anything related to Thirsty Bible Group. If you would like to join our live study on Zoom, why don't you message us on class 4474-5695-0081. That's only on WhatsApp on plus 4474-5695-0081. To kickstart Daniel 11 part 2, here's Auntie Pauline leading us into prayer as we finalize Daniel chapter 11 in part 2 led by mrs margaret and tally flynn but for now let's go into prayer with auntie p before we head over into the study stay tuned and god bless and we know that father you have a wealth of wisdom for us lord as we delve into daniel 11 father we pray that god open our eyes that we may perceive and open our hearts and our ears for us to hear and listen and understand that which you have for us in your word. Father God, we thank you that, Lord, the word that you will sow in our hearts will not be lost to the cares of this world, neither will it be choked out by the cares of what we are going through, but that, Lord God, it will enhance our position. And that, Father, oh God, as we heed to your word when you say, be careful that which you hear, Lord God, we are careful today to take out this time and hear you and listen to what you have to say. Father God, we thank you and we give you praise because Lord, you are God and that Father, each one of us is here for such a time as this and that Father, we will never be the same and we will rise above from where we are to be able to accomplish that which you have assigned to each one of us in Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Now, uh, I don't know which direction um, Auntie Tally wants to take this when she comes on, but for the sake of being disciplined with time, perhaps I'm going to just uh, read through Book of Daniel chapter 11, and then hopefully she'll join us when we have started. Um, But for anyone who's joining for the first time, we do record our uh, our Bible studies. Okay, so I'm going to just start reading from Daniel chapter 11. So I think she, uh, I think did through Daniel 1 all the way to 20. So today the plan is to start from 21 until the very end. That was her plan, but I'll I'll go ahead and start reading. And I'd like to read from the King James, but I know how sometimes that's a bit heavy is what people have said. I do like the King James version. (laughs) I'm like, oh, King James version, but okay. So I'm going to read from the God's word translation Daniel 11 so as I've said before this God's Word translation Bible version I have kind of uses God's Word uh, names and context so we'll go with it so during Darius the Medes 
during Darius the Mede's first year as king, I strengthened and defended Michael. Greece will conquer Persia. The person who looked like a human continued, what I am about to tell you is the truth. Three more kings will rule Persia, then there will be a fourth who will become much richer than all the others. As he becomes strong through his wealth, he will turn everyone against the kingdom of Greece. Then a warrior king will come. He will rule a vast empire and do as he pleases. But as soon as he is established, his kingdom will be broken into pieces and divided in the directions of the four winds of heaven. The empire will not be given to his descendants. It will no longer be like it will no longer be his empire since it will be uprooted and given to others. The southern king will be strong, but one of his officials will become stronger than he than he is and rule a vast empire. After a few years, the southern and northern king will make an alliance. The southern king's daughter will go to the northern king to make peace. She won't hold on to her power and the alliance won't last. She, those who come with her, who, those who came with her and the one who fathered and protected her will be given away. At that time, a root will grow from her roots to replace her father. He will attack the northern army, enter the stronghold of the northern king, fight against them and be victorious. He will take the metal statues of their gods and their precious utensils of silver and gold back to Egypt. He will rule for many years than the, king, than, than the northern king. He will invade the southern kingdom and return to his own country. Then, then his sons will prepare for war. They will assemble a large number of forces so that they can overwhelm the enemy and pass through its land. They will return and wage war all the way to the strongholds. Verse 11. The southern king will be outraged. He will go to fight the northern king who will raise a large army that will fall into the southern king's hands. When that army is captured, the southern king will become conceited. Although he will do dominate tens of thousands of people, he will not always be strong. Verse 13, the northern king will return and raise an army larger than the first one. After a few years, he will invade with a large army and a lot of equipment. In those times, many people will rebel against the southern king. The violent men from their own people will rebel in keeping with this vision, but they will be defeated. Then the northern king will come, build dirt attack ramps and capture and fortified a, for, a fortified city. The southern forces will not be able to withstand him. Even their best troops will not be strong enough. The invader will do as he pleases and no one will be able to withstand his attack.
He will raise to power in a beautiful land and it will be completely under his control. Verse 17, then the northern king will decide to invade with the power of his entire kingdom and some, and some decent men will invade, invade with him. He will give the southern king his daughter as a wife in order to destroy the southern kingdom. But this will not succeed or help him. Then he will turn his attention to the coastlands and capture many of them. But a commander will silence the insults that the northern king makes and even insult him. He will turn back towards the fortress in his own country, but he will stumble, fall and disappear. Another king will take his place. He will have a cruel official go out in the royal splendor. But in a few days, the king will be destroyed, although not in anger or war. A contemptible people will take his place. He will not be given royal splendor. He will invade when people are feeling secure. He will seize the kingdom using false promises. <laughs> don't know why that reminds me of the politics anti P, but anyway and um, verse 22 he will overwhelm large forces and defeat them including the princess of the prom the prince of the promise after an alliance has been made with him he will act deceitfully and raise to power with many a few with only a few people verse 24 when people feel secure he will invade the richest parts of the provinces and do something that none of his predecessors ever did he will distribute loot and wealth to his followers he will invent new ways of attacking fortifications but this will only last for a little while with a large army he will summon his power and courage against the southern king he will prepare for war with a large strong army but the southern king won't be able to withstand him because of the schemes devices against devised against him people who eat the king's food People who eat the king's rich food will ruin him. His army will be overwhelmed and many will die in battle. The two kings will both plan to do evil. They will sit at the same table and tell lies, but they will not succeed because the end must wait until the appointed time. The northern king will return to his country with a lot of wealth. He will be determined to fight against the holy promise. He will take action and return to his own country. At the appointed time, verse 29, at the appointed time, he will again invade the south, but this time will be different from the first. Ships will come from the west to attack him, and he will be discouraged and turn back. Angry at the holy promise, he will return, take action, and favor those who abandon the holy promise. His forces will dishonor the holy place, the fortress, take away the daily burnt offering, and set up the dis distinguishing thing that causes destruction disgusting thing that causes destruction 
verse 32. With flattery, he will corrupt those who abandon the promise. But the people who know their Elohim will be strong and take action. People who are wise will help many to understand, but for some time they will be defeated by swords and flames. They will be captured and looted. They, as they are being defeated, they will get a little help, but many who are not sincere will join them. I want to read that again. 33, people who are wise will help many to understand, but for some time they will be defeated by swords and flames. They will be captured and looted. 34, as they are being defeated, they will get a little help, but many who are not sincere will join them. Some of the wise people will be defeated in order to refine, purify, and make them white until the end times. But the appointed time is still to come. Verse 36. The king will do as he pleases. He will highly honor himself above every god. He will say amazing things about the god of gods. He will succeed until Elohim's anger is over. Because when because what has been decided must be done he will have no interest in the gods of his ancestors or desire for women he will have no interest in any gods because he will make himself greater than anyone else 38 instead he will honor the gods of fortress with gold, silver, precious stones, and other expensive things, he will honor a god. Thirty-seven. He will have no interest in the gods of his ancestors or desire for women. He will have no interest in any gods because he will make himself greater than anyone else. Instead, he will honor the gods of fortress. With gold, silver, precious stones, and other expensive things, he will honor a god his ancestors never heard of. 39. With the help of a foreign god, small g, he will deal with strong fortresses. He will have high honors to those who acknowledge him, make them rulers over many people and distribute land for a price. In the end times, the southern king will attack him. The northern king will rush at him like a storm with chariots, horses, and many ships. He will invade countries, overwhelm them, and pass through their land. He will invade the beautiful land and ten of thousands will be defeated. But Edom, Moab, and the leaders of the Ammonites will escape from his power. He will use his power against many countries. Even Egypt will not escape. He will control gold and silver treasures and all Egypt's treasuries. Libya and Sudan will sudden surrender to him, but news from the east and the north will frighten, them, frighten him. He will leave very angry to destroy and ex exterminate many. He will pitch his yeah. royal between the seas at a beautiful holy mountain when he comes to his end 
there will be no one to help him. That is the word of the Lord in Daniel 11. Auntie Tali, over to no, you. I, will I know. Thank you very much, Auntie Twila. Thank you. Sorry, I'm late. Yeah, but thank you very much. Glad you're here. Okay. Uh, have we prayed already? I guess we've done everything. Yes, we have prayed and we've read Daniel 11 from top to bottom. Okay, thank you very much. Um, uh, like we read uh, last week, uh, Daniel 11, verse, um, I'll just have the recap for those who are not there last week. But it's going to be a quick one since uh, Auntie Twila, she's read already everything. So I'll just uh, go through just a quick one. Uh, like I said, you know, this chapter, Daniel 11, is one of the most uh, specifically fulfilled prophecy uh, of the Bible, predicting the history over some 375 years to the end with amazing accuracy. We've seen, like Antitura was uh, reading, we've seen how accurate this uh, Daniel 11 is. So today I'm just going to look, uh, we ended last week um, on uh, chapter 20, uh, 21, but I'll just have the recap of from Daniel 2nd. So, um, and now I'll tell you the truth. Behold, three more kings will rise in Persia, and the fourth shall, and the fourth shall, and the fourth shall be far more richer than all. By this strength, through his riches, he shall stay up all against the realm, the realm of Greece. Three of these kings will rise in Persia. Simply, the angel told Daniel uh, that there will be three more kings in Persia until the fourth one arises. The fourth king would be more strong. We, the fourth one was um, the fourth king. Sorry, was fulfilled in the Persia king of Azaxis. The fourth shall be far more richer. In fulfillment of these, there will be actually four kings from the time Daniel spoke until Xerxes, the one who did stay up all against the realm of Greece. Either the angel omitted the accuracy uh, of one, but looking only to the future, he ignored king, some of the king of Persia because he ruled less than one year and was imposter to the throne. So that was just a, from uh, the first king, from uh, Xerxes to Alexander the Great, then a Ptolemy and uh, Seleucid. So we've seen a, last week, we talked too, a, too much about, you know, this king a, fighting against a, the throne and their dynasty, who wanted to rule, what wanted. Yeah, but today I'll just go with the, a, Turomi, from uh, Turomi uh, to Seleucid. Sorry, just one minute. So I'll start uh, from the king of the north and the king of the south. The south 
the south of the the south the king of the south also known as a sorry 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 i'll start again um the king the kings of the north and the kings of the south so we've seen uh, the king of the south the king of the north as uh, and the king of the south they were just a back and forth from um uh, from it was actually from uh it was from uh, verse six to up to 21, where it was just back and forth, you know, the fighting over the land, uh, the fighting over everything they were doing. So today we'll look at the evil king. That was um, verse 2021. The angel went on to explain the king of Syria will be an evil man who who has no right to be king, but he will come unexpectedly and seize power by trickery. Anyone who opposes him, even God, even God's high priest, will be swept away and wiped out. By making, by making threats, he will deceive other nations and he will grow stronger and stronger even though he rules only a small nation he will invade a wealthy province without warning and will do things that none of his ancestors ever did then he will divide he will divide among his followers the goods and properties he has occupied in war he will make plans to attack fortress but his time will soon run out so i've just read from 21 to 24th pardon me a uh, story today i meant a uh, i'd uh, spoken to twitter that i wanted uh, the powerpoint to have the powerpoint but i don't have the time to show what i'd uh, planned that's why i'm going back and forth i have uh, two computers but i'm not going to manage to have the powerpoint so that you can see so i'll just um be reading what a uh, had planned so that uh, you can have the ideas because these verses and the chapter is too detailed so I, i'll just uh, sum summarize most of the things since we've all, we've read everything uh, uh, twitter read everything so i'll just be going you know summarizing things so the would it would it be easier if is there someone that can send it because i can bring it up and help you with uh changing the screens um and uh, no no that would be fine because yeah that would be fine that would be fine because i'll be just going slowly since you've read already so me i'll be just going slowly reading what i've wrote okay. so yes because yeah yeah that would be easier that would be easier on my part okay So I'll start uh, on verse 20. The brief reign of the succeeding king of the north. There shall arise in, in his place one who opposes taxes, 
on the glorious kingdom. But within a few days he shall be destroyed, but not in anger or in battle. After the glorious end of the king of the north, his successor would rise taxes and meet a soon sorry his successor will rise taxes and meet a soon end this was fulfilled in the brief uh, reign of um, seleucid the third we've uh, we uh, looked at you know seleucid the second the, uh, the first the second uh, last uh, last week but today is the seleucid the, the third and the eldest son of antiochus the third he, he sought to tax his dominion, including the uh, glorious kingdom, the Holy Land, to increase uh, revenues. His plans to his plans was to pledge the Jerusalem temple was set aside when his ambassador had, you know, the angelic vision. So this was this just happened, you know, all the Seleucid, they had the dream, but the Seleucid, the uh, third, sorry, I, I'll keep on going the third, the third, so that you know where we uh, left last week. So Seleucid, the third was assassinated probably by his bro brother who was um, Antiochus. That's now the, on 21st, that says the evil king of Syria. So the evil king of Syria was Antiochus. That was the evil king of Syria. So that was fulfilled in the successor of Seleucid III, who was killed by Antiochus IV. He did not come, like we've read, he did not come into the throne legit legitimately because it was uh, wrongly suspected that he murdered his brother, his older brother, the previous king. The other potential heir the son of you know Seleucid the third the Seleucid the third was imprisoned in Rome as well so this king like we've seen you know the evil king came into the throne just by trickery he did not that was not his place to be on that throne but he just came into power through he murdered his brother the brother his older brother was the one who was the king but he murdered him in order to be the king, to be, you know, to be in charge. So this uh, king, he came into power forcefully. He was not supposed to be the king, but he was the king who was uh, full of tr uh, tricks. It was mm -hmm. the king, yeah, he was the king full of tricks and he came into power through all the tricks he used to, to gain, yeah. Apart from the murder of his brother, Antiochus the fourth did not use terror to gain right. his power no he did not use terror he only used a uh, flatterly smooth promises and tricks so we've seen a uh, like now you know in power how uh, this nation even today when we look at you know how the power is when you transfer that into today now most people who are presidents nowadays they are coming into power not uh, forcefully but they are coming uh, with promises oh we shall do this for you we'll give you this so people we we tend to listen to what our ears want to hear the sweet things so this king like we've seen in the bible he did not you know came by terror no he came because 
people loved the way he used to persuade people the way he used to talk that oh he, he knew why he was talking about that when he says something people will listen and he had uh used to promise people that oh i'll do this for you and he actually did it so people loved um this king He flattered Unemus, king of Pegamus, and Atlas, his brother, and God is assistant. He flattered the Romans and sent ambassadors to court their favor. So he, he, was, he was a king that used to flatter anyone and sent the ambassador to court their favor and pay them the arrears of the tribute. He flattered the Syrians and gained their it is, <laughs> this king flattered everyone to gain what he wanted. He used people to get that he would talk the talk. Antiochus IV took his title, Epiphanes, meaning illustrious, you know, glorious. He wanted, you know, he wanted to glorify himself. He, he, Epiphanes, you know, the other, others called him Epimenes, Epimenes, a meaning madman. Other people, yeah, he called him Epimenas, meaning madman. This man was, yeah, he would do anything for power. The, power, the vile person, meaning, you know, the evil person, failed to conquer the king of south. With the force of the flood, they shall be swept. I'm now going to the Bible, what the Bible said. They shall, they shall, they shall be swept away from before him and be broken and also the prince of the covenant and after the legal is made with him he shall act deceitfully you'll be deceiving people for he shall come up and become strong with a small number of people he shall enter peaceably even into richest places of the province and he shall do what his fathers have not done, nor his forefathers. Praise the Lord. Mm. The angel told Daniel that the, uh, the new king of the north, this um, vile person in 21, that would attempt to deceive, uh, deceive covenant with the king of the south, this would fail and there there would be a great battle that would uh, change the balance of power. This was fulfilled when Antiochus Epiphanes carried on the feud between the dynasty, but pretended friendship and alliance to catch them off guard. Uh, when we, you read, you know, you see where uh, Epiphanes, you know, the, he wanted, you know, to be friends, you know, by you know, pretending to be, pretended, you know, friendship and alliance to catch them off guard. Despite massive effort, the epic battle Antiochus Epiphanes did not stand and his army was swept away. So I'd love to read, you know, a, if we read a, where it says, then the two kings will sit down to, that was uh, 27, then the, then the two kings, will sit down to eat at the same table, but their motives will, will be evil and they will lie to each other. 
So you'd think, why would these kings want to sit on the same table to lie to each other? But the truth is they all wanted power. So they would do anything. These kings did anything, you know, just to gain power. So they would lie to each other. So I'll just, you know, take the same scenario and yeah, just say, uh, put it in today's. There are people who come into our lives. They come, we think, oh, they're coming with a good motive, or oh, they've joined this platform, or you think, oh, they've joined the platform because we are walking in one accord. But the truth is, some people who are on this pl platform, they are into to see Twila fail. They are in this plus, uh, platform because they want to see something going wrong. They want to see, oh, uh, what did this? Uh, uh, what is uh, Twila doing? Is she good at this, or is she? Oh, she's not doing this uh, right. Some people they come into our lives not to support. They come into our lives because they want something that you have. Some people, they come into our lives because they just want to benefit from what you have. Some people, they just want what you have so that they can have the advantage over you. Some people, they want just to gain your confidence and everything, but at the end of the day, they are not for you. So we have to learn, you know, this, uh, the Bible, uh, you know, it teaches us like, you know, now, when you look in the Bible, it says, you know, these people, they came, they, they two kings will sit down to eat at the same table. Who are you sitting down at the same table, but they are not for you? Who are you sitting at the same table, but they are not for you? We've prepared these tables for people. We welcome people in our lives. Some people, they, are, they come into our lives, you know, because they want to learn something. And some people, they come into our lives because they love our, you know, they want uh, to see us fail. Some people, they come into our lives because they've seen something that is greater. Something is about you that they can, they can only say, it's only God, I want to be like her. But some people, they want to be like you, but they, don't, they want to take you away and pretend to be you. I don't know if I'm making sense. Some people, I'm actually saying, some people, they want your place. So these kings, they only sat down to, to just know each other and get advantage just for themselves, you know, to, to see, oh, if I learn about that, I would trick, I would say whatever I want to say so that I gain what I want to gain. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Wow. Who's at your table? Who's at your table? But their motives will be evil. What are your motives when you are visiting someone, when you want to know them? What are, are your motives? Are your motives just to gain? Are your motives just to gain something? You will say, no, I'm a good friend. You know, I want uh, this. You know, we'll, we all say we are, we are good friends. But the truth is, I will say the same again, that, that verse, when we go to God, 
what kind of motives do you go with when you go when you sit at with at ghost table what kind of motives do you go with is it just to get a job is it just for promotion is it just to have a husband is it just to have that promotion that you've you've been praying for is it just the business that you you want what are your motives when you go into that table most of the times you know we are praying we are uh, we are seeking actually uh, God told me the other day that we are actually prostitutes of churches, prostitutes of things. We want to, to treat God like, you know, he's a prostitute where we just use him when we want to use him and we can dump him when we want to. When God gives you the things that you are crying for at that table, when you go to use God, what are you going to do next if you don't know the word of God? Some things, you know, God has promised us that, oh, when you come to me, eh, I'll give you all the miracles, this. And he calls miracles as the bread, the children's bread. Mm-hmm. Are we rushing for that children's bread? Are we going for that children's bread just to use God when you know your motive is just to have, you know, the, the things that you want to have from God? Once you get that, then you are done with God. Are you praying today because God has, give, has said, oh, I'm going to give you a husband? Are you on this platform because God has given you a promise uh, that when you get that promise, then you leave the platform? Are you on this platform because, oh, you want to see Twila fail? Are you on this platform because your motives are that evil that you actually want to take over this platform and do your own thing? Are you on this platform that, you know, oh, I want to see what she's doing so that, you know, my own will be a or difficult to start competing what are your motives what are your motives what are your motives with god with twila with everyone with everyone you know with your friends what are your motives as a child as a child child of god what are your motives are you do you have the motives that are so clean that oh they will know i want to see you do we have the motive to see someone or we have the motives just to gain? Mm. Praise the Lord. Amen. And they all lied to each other. Who are we lying to? Who are we lying to? They all lied to each other. Who are we lying to? We've put our places. Sometimes we, we've elevated ourselves to the extreme to the platform that we are not there we want to be on the platform we want the light we want the cameras we want everything but you don't deserve that platform and the attitude with that platform is not even you're not even suitable to have that platform but you are aligned to yourself and you're actually lying to the people you are on that platform because they know that oh your platform did you create this platform because, oh, if I go on the next level, I'll leave the platform. Once I get what God has promised me, I'll leave the table. Who are you lying to? Who are you lying to? They lied to themselves. They lied to themselves. They lied to themselves. Praise the Lord. Who are we lying to? Who are we like? I keep saying, I don't know why the Holy Spirit uh, keeps uh, telling me, who are we lying to? Who are you? Are you fake? 
Because nowadays we're all saying, oh, we are real. Oh, we are real. We want to say, oh, I'm real. The way you find me, oh, I'm who, you, I'm who I am. Or oh, if you meet me, oh, I'm this, I'm this. But sometimes we lie to ourselves. We are in the identity. We steal people's identity. Stealing uh, people's identity. I'll steal this one's identity. I'll steal this one. I want to be who I'm not. And sometimes, you know, people... People's expectations, they make you who you are not. Because, see, people are expecting, like, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a sister. So, to my sisters, I'm a different, Tali. They know me different. To my friends, they know me different. My husband knows, you know, they all want the part of me. But who am I? Sometimes we lose identity because we want to be. Oh, I want to be a sister. I want to be a mom. I want to be different every time. That at the end of the day, I don't even know who I am. So you, yeah. you find that you are going to God crying all this. And God is asking you, I want you come as a daughter, as a child of God. Don't come as a mom. Don't come as a wife. Come as you. I want you. I want to spend time with you. Praise yeah. the Lord. Amen. That's so good. That's so good. Wow. Ashley and Tintali, you touched on something when we just started. We were saying our hellos and Auntie P is on the call. And it's funny, we, she um, just did touch on, you know, politics and the difference, um, you, know, some, you know, being a mother, being a wife and the different roles that we play. And yeah, just hearing you say that, it's that balance without having to lose oneself, but being mm. true to aspects of you yeah mm -hmm. praise the lord so good so the more of the story pardon i'm just joking i said the more of the stories it's easier to be single <laughs> yeah single ladies have benefits as well we all have different benefits <laughs> yes yeah if you're single do whatever you can while you're single otherwise restrict yeah restrictions you know come when you're a mother there are certain things you can't do praise the lord <laughs> yes. So God wants us to be honest when we sit at that table. So, because uh, when I was reading, you know, the table, I kept asking God, you know, about the table. Why the table? Why the mm -hmm. table? Why the table? Why we're not sitting, you know? Yeah. So God told me, you know, something because they thought by sitting down on that table that they will solve their problems that they also they forgot that the creator is the only one can solve the problem it's the beginning and the end is the alpha there are things we see discussing with our friends thinking oh if i discuss with sister twila telling her my problems that oh i'm going through financial difficulties or twila she'll fix it i'm putting all the pressure that twila she'll fix it because i'm i know that oh Twila, she works, she goes to work, she's in so much. I even have a budget in my mind. I'm thinking, oh, if I tell her, Twila will fix it. But that table is showing us that, you know, the things we lay on the table for other people to listen to. Give it to me because man cannot solve your problems. 
only I, only me, God, can solve your problem because we put they were thinking, oh, if we put this problem between us, we will be able to solve them. Not knowing that the only Alpha and Omega is the only one who can solve their problem. Their problems are, had no beginning and had no ending. The only one who could end their problem was God, but they had no respect for God and they did not believe in God. They kept thinking, oh, if we, we do things ourselves, then we'll trick this one, we'll do this and we'll end our problem. Not knowing that no, the only one who can solve our problem is God. So today, let's go to God. Let's not, 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 not rushing to men, not uh, going to husbands, husband going to uh, wives, uh, wife, children to mom. Go to God. Go straight to God. God is telling us, you know, he has created a table. Yes. For us, that table, you know, that I'm, I'm going to create a table for you. He is the only one that can create that table for us uh, to move on and, you know, for us to have that deliverance that we've been seeking. Praise Master Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. So good. Um, so good. So uh, from 28 to 30, 35. I'll just uh, summarize. Uh, you've read everything already. So, yeah, I'll just uh, go through it. The evil man, the vile person, turned on his holy land with violence. While returning to his land with great riches, his heart shall be moved against the holy covenant. So he shall do damage and return to his own land. At the at the appointment time, he shall return and go towards the south, but it shall not be like the former or the latter. The four ships from Cyprus shall come against him. Therefore, he shall be grieved and return in rage against the, against the holy Sorry, against the holy covenant and do damage. He shall return and show regard for those who forsake the holy covenant, and forces and forces shall be mastered by him, and shall sorry and shall and shall defile the sanctuary fortress. Then they shall take away the daily sacrifice and and place and place therefore the abomination of uh, dissolution. Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flatly. Those who do wickedly against the covenant, who are they talking about? Those who do wickedly, it's us. They're talking about the people, the children of God. Those who do wickedly against the covenant of God. So the, when the enemy comes, he loves to flatter people who know the word already. He will come in a different form. He will come in a different form to give you the word that, oh, did actually the Bible say that? Did actually the word say that? So mm -hmm. here, those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know they are God shall be strong. I love that. The people who know they are God, the people who know they are God. Do you know your God? That's my question today. Do you know your God? Because in order for us to, to reign, in order for us to be strong, in, do you know your, your God? 
but the people who know they are God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. We love that to quote that verse. I believe all Christians knows that verse. I can, yeah, so many people have that verse in their car, in their fridge stickers, but do you know your God? We are in, in a time and season where you have to know your God. I'll pray for myself. I've told my, my kids that this time, if you don't know your God, you, you'll be messed up. If you don't know your God, you will die. If you don't know your God, you see, there are people used to brag over, sorry, if you're on benefit, I'm not talking about you. There are people used to brag over saying, I remember when I was uh, we're doing a uh, ministering with my pastor in High Street and we met this uh, lady we said, we're talking about the word of God. And she said, why would I know God if the government is paying everything for me? I have the house, it's paid by the government. I have the money, everything. I'm driving a good car, paid by the government. So why would I want your God? What is your God going to give me? But we are in season, the people that know they are God. Because look at this government where it's going. It's even talking about today. Look at this government where it's going. Now we're in COVID season. People have lost their jobs, not because they wanted to know, because of just one illnesses. The government's companies have shut down. People have lost their, their the, the, the government cannot even pay the people they have to pay. The gov very soon the government will start struggling to pay everyone because so many people by December so many people will be out of their job. But if you don't know your God, where are you going to run to? Because your neighbor lost their job. Your neighbor is losing their mortgage. Your neighbor, they're about to lose their house. They're about to be, everything is, you know, where are you going to go if you, where are you going to run to if you don't know your God? This is the season, actually, you know, where that verse applies. The people who know their God shall shall do great exploits. Yeah. Now I'll go to my king because I know that he's the alpha, is the beginning. Whatever comes my way, I know that my God would do exploits. I know that I know. I know that my king would do it. If he gave me that job, he took it away today. I know that provision will come. I know that I will not sleep, you know, starve because my king, he provides for me. I will know that the one I save, even if I'm not married. He has my Boaz. My Boaz is coming tomorrow and my Boaz will be prepared for me. My Boaz, he will be for me. He's not going to cheat on me. My Boaz will be perfect and my Boaz will actually put great things in, in place not to take me back. There are men who come into your lives. You are praying for a husband. Your husband comes. You're actually 10 times backwards. You go 10 times backwards instead of going forward. There are men who are like that. You used to go to Bible class, but you cannot go to Bible class because your husband said, I want to spend time with you. Yes, that's okay to spend time. But that time when you don't know your God and he doesn't know his God, once you meet, if you are all messed up, that messed up is going to be another thing that all oh, you all find yourselves somewhere. Praise the Lord. Amen. Do you know your God? 
just because you are going through problems today you say oh i'm not coming to church or because i've been praying oh oh sister twila she prophesied and that prophecy did not come to pass or she even told me that oh my husband is coming in 20 2020 in february february is gone so i'm not coming to church don't go to church yes if you want to stay at home but one whether you like it or not you will know god for yourself because we are in that place and season where you have to seek god yourself don't seek prophecy prophecy will come and go seek god seek the word of god once you have that word of god you have everything that you need and you know that oh when i'm in trouble i know which verse to call when i am in need i know which verse to call when i'm struggling i know which verse to call when i don't have friends i know i have the friend who is in me the one who lives in me is greater than the one who is in the world i can do all things through which christ will strengthen when you know your god you know which verse to quote when you when things are not even going your way come on who's yeah. your god do you know your god do you know your god we are in a season that yeah people actually people will be who actually forget god this zoom is advantage but it has its own ad- disadvantages yeah. people will be struggling to go to church churches have opened now but how many people are going to church we all want to sleep we want want to put a, a zoom while you listen to zoom you're in bed so are you going to church or you'll be thinking oh it's no difference after all, i can i can you know tune in zoom while i'm in bed you know there are things that will be happening that oh your faith your faith this season is about your faith it's about yeah. your faith the enemy will show you what god has never said the enemy see i always say my eyes they lie on me my eyes lie on me because what my eyes shows me is not what god has said god has said you know i'm a conqueror but my eyes are telling me you're a mess you are failing oh all the promises god told you they are not coming to pass there are so many promises god told me this year that oh by this time i'll do this by this time i'll do this and with this coronavirus no now things are just messed up and i'm saying but god you said but i know if my god said it he will come to it it see when you look at daniel daniel is a good verse you know chapter 11 i know it's a difficult verse to understand it's a prophecy but look at daniel god said everything in that word he gave everything to daniel and everything came to pass slowly by slowly and everything took time nothing not all the prophecies in daniel 11 came to pass at once when you look at daniel from uh 30 36 he's talking about today Daniel was taught something years ago but the things we were about to experience even today the, the prophecy is that solid that even today we are about to experience what Daniel was told by God but if you are looking at but you know what God has told you oh God you said I'm going to have a husband and you're not, you are, you don't have the word you don't know your words you don't know your bible you only want prophecy I will disappoint you. I'm a woman, you know that, you know, I give prophecy but I always tell people, know your word. Know your word. Know your Bible because this prophecy who come and go. There are some prophecies are not for today. There are some prophecies when you, you someone tells you you're going to be rich. 
We all have that part of being rich. Did that prophecy tell you that, oh, before you become rich, you become bankrupt. Before you become bankrupt, someone is going to steal from you. Someone from stealing from you now, oh, someone is going to trick you. From tricking you, oh, now you're going to meet someone. You're going to meet a president who's going to just favor you from nowhere and you're going to be rich. Did they tell you all that part? No. We want the last part where we'll dance, we'll shake because God has said, oh, I'm going to be rich. We all shake, but do you actually say I receive when you know what you'll be going through? We say I receive quickly. Before you say, when God says, I'm going to bless you, you're going to be a blessing. Just know that the, the enemy knows that that is out. The enemy will fight you harder because he doesn't want that prophecy to come to pass. Because he knows that, oh, if this one she's blessed, she's going to bless others. If this one, she has the biggest platform, oh, so many people will be saved. So many people will know God. So many people will know their word. They will fight you so hard so that, you know, the enemy will do whatever it takes so that that prophecy doesn't come to pass. But so many of us, we are giving up when you know the prophecy is about to yeah to come when the prophecy you can even see tomorrow not knowing that oh the things that god said about you are supposed to come to pass tomorrow but you give up today because what what your eyes are showing you and what your eyes are telling you is different to what the prophecy what god said so what are your eyes telling you do you know your god if they woke you up today tonight to say who is your god what kind of answer are you going to give if the persecution comes actually to say, oh, it's either you, you choose God or you don't. Are you going to choose God during this corona? Because you'll be saying, oh, I need to feed my kids. Oh, my kids have to feed. Oh, my whatever, whatever. Because there are things that, you know, will be struggling uh, during, you know, there are things that are about to come that you actually ask, is it worth it to actually believe in God? Because there are things that are coming, you know, that they will shook you, they will test your faith. Where you'll be able, you know, where you'll be forced to choose. Do you want Jesus or do you want the Antichrist? If you know your God, when that time comes, you, you are not going to be shaken. But if you don't know your God, any problems, you are shaken. Or your husband is not with you, you are shaken. Or your, your wife is not with you, you are shaken. Or your sister disappoints you, you start crying, you are shaken. Or why me? Why not you? If not you who know the word of God, so you want who to go through what you're going through, why not you? You're going through that because God knows he has the biggest platform for you to testify. That, you know, we go through certain things that when we testify, someone who hears our testimony, they'll say, if she went through that, yeah. I can go through it. Come on, come on. I'll give you the testimony, you know, at, uh, I remember, I, um, was it two years ago? Two years ago, I, I had this job. I was a student. I had this job. I was uh, going to work. I had, yeah, this job. And before I went to work, you know, it's, God told me, it's not for you. Don't, actually, before I took that job, God told me, it's not for you. Don't take that job. But me and God, we started fighting because the money they were paying an hour, I was a student and I needed the money. I was like, God, no, okay, we'll figure this out. I think you'll work something together for my good. I started that job. They were paying so much. They are paying good money. I, it was just 10 minutes from my house. I started just after four months, I think it was four months or six months, 
they, yeah, they, whoever I was working, she just woke up and said, oh, I don't want you. I don't want you anymore. It's not working. I was like, me, it's not working. What do you mean it's not working? I, I, I'm looking at the money and I forgot what God told me that do not go there. But I came back out so sad. God, no, I need the money. But God said, no, 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 no. Actually, he said, don't go there. Even if you are complaining, I complained, I did whatever. But see, I learned something. When God says, do not go there, he knows why he said, do not go there. Yeah, me, I was just looking at the money and that's it. I did not care what God said. I was just about, you know, the finances. Oh, no, no, these things is bad. But after, uh, when I sat down, after fini I finished my exam, I knew why God wanted me to concentrate more on my exams and less on my job. Because he knew that if I had continued with that job, I had actually, I would have actually failed my exam, one of my exams. Because it, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, it required my whole commitment. You know, there are exams that required the whole you. So when I look back, I was like, wow, God, you actually knew why you didn't, you didn't want me to go through with that job because you knew that if I was, you know, I went through, I wouldn't have passed my exam. I wouldn't have been where I am today. So why am I sharing this? There are things that are coming your way that, you know, you say, oh, why did that boyfriend dump me? you have the answer because nothing just happened. You say, oh, why did that sister betray me? You have the answer because nothing just happened. We will have the answer, oh, why did I lose my job? God has your back. For you to lose your job, you're a Christian. No, because God wants you to have your own company, to start your own company. So there are things that you actually praise God to say, I'm glad I went through this. I'm glad because I know God. I was not, you know, there are things that they cannot shake you because you know who you are. See, I've been taught so many times that I'm pompous. I've been taught so many times that uh, I can, yeah, when, see, when someone says, oh, who, I know who I am, like, that, that's, I know who I am, so, if they say, oh, you're pompous, yes, sometimes, you know, I come off rude when I'm speaking the word of God, because I know who I am, you cannot tell me what I don't believe, and I'm the one who's gonna stand on that Bible, and say God did not say that because I hear God myself. Uh, no one can cheat me or no one can give me a prophecy that just to tell me what I want to hear. No, even if it's good, I know who I am. I know who I am. I hear God myself. I'll just say, no, 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 this prophecy is too good. Yes, I, but no, my God did not say that. Not because it's bad. No, I've been told good prophecies, but my heart would just say, mm -mm, that's not for me. That's not for me. They just want, you know, uh, to be flattered so that, you know, I'll be on their page. You know, I'll like them. No, I know who I am. So sometimes you'll be, you may be, you will come off as rude to say, no, 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 that's not God saying. And they'll say, oh, how do you know? Because I know who I am. I know who my God is. I know who I serve. If the one I serve is the one who said Daniel 11, the things he told him, and everything came to pass, and some of them, you know, when we say at the end, they haven't even yet passed, but they are about to come to pass. Yeah. Who are you? If God was interested in, in, interested in all these uh, uh, kings, different names, you know, and, you know, most of the time they confuse us. Most When we are reading about Daniel 11, we're like, ah, 
wow, all these kings, or oh, this one, this one. But it's only showing you that if I, I can tell you about the king himself, about his life, what about you? What about you? The, today, I can tell you about the one who's greater. God is just giving you, if I can tell you the one who's greater, I have your back. What yeah. I've said about your life will come to pass. All these great kings, they came and they all passed. You know, they all came and they all had their expiring date. They all actually expired because most of them, you know, they did whatever they did. They thought they were pompous. They thought they were untouchable. But the owner of the, uh, the air that we breathe said enough is enough. As long as, you know, God has not said enough is enough, yeah. You can tell your friends your problem. You can do whatever you can do fast how you like. There's when that time comes, the yeah. things that God has said, you cannot even fast for them. So many things that, you know, God has told me, they happen when I'm not even fasting. When I'm, I'm watching TV and I just hear good news. When I'm not even fasting, I, most of the prophets, like the prophets, you know, last week I was sharing with my sister, you know, my sister Queen. The prophecy that God told me three days ago, I, th I think it was four days ago. So she was sharing it uh, uh, yesterday with me. It came to pass. I was watching TV with my husband and God told me, you know, those prophets when you are watching and the TV I was watching, the movie I was watching, it's not even to do with God. <laughs> but, you know, God was speaking. So if you know your God, you will know which voice to hear to. Not the voices that just tells you what you want to hear. It's the season where we have to be on solids. I'm going to be harsh. It's not the season for baby milk. It's not for season for porridge. It's, not the, it's the season to be on solids. For yourself to see God in your house. Nigerian pastors now, the flights are not flying. So if you used to go and get, you know, I'll go to Nigerian pastor, they'll prophesy, they'll do whatever. Where are you going now? All the borders are closed. So you have to know your God yourself in your house. Where are you going to hear that prophecy? I, I'm not going to call you and someone is not going to call you. Sometimes we are all occupied by our own things, our own emotions. We are eating our own emotions. So it's time for you to know your God yourself so that when you are in your room, you will know when God is speaking that, oh, even if Twila calls you, it will just confirm what God has told you already. Right, it's time on. to be on solids. For those yeah. who are on milk, please, in the name of God, I know there are some people who are saying, oh, no, me, I just started. I'm, I like you because you just started, but it's, you are in the platform where it's, the growth is it's not going to take 10 years. No. The growth will be, will be taking, you know, a few months. You will know so many things that other people in churches don't know. So many people in churches, they're just church goers. They're just going because they want prophecy. Some people, they just go because they love how the choir sings. Some yeah. people, they go because they want to go and show off their clothes. And that's Ooh. the truth. I can testify to that. I remember my, my cousin, she used to say, oh, when I go to church, I like the offering time because that's where people I'll see, like, you know, they'll do their catwalk, going to put offering, and I'll be the end. At the end, I just walk. I'm, like, I'm looking at the shoes, the clothes. That's my catwalk in church. So people go with different motives to change. But when you're in, in platform like this, where you are learning about the Bible, it means you're growing. 
It means you're not a child. It means you know your God. And God loves it. It's time to kiss your God. It's time to have intimate with your God. To kiss your God. To kiss. We love to tell people to kiss our God. Who can tell like, oh, Twila, come and kiss my husband. That would be ridiculous, right? I cannot tell Twila, oh, Twila, come and kiss my husband. Come and have a relationship with my husband. Oh, Twila, you have to know my husband. But with our God, we love to do that. Oh, Sister Twila, what did God say? Come on now. Oh, so it's Twila who has the relationship with God so that they can come and tell you. So you, you are Twila's, uh, Twila is your assistant and God is whatever. And you just want to hear what God said. What about telling Twila, Twila, I heard God told you. You know, it's time for that shift, for that shift where that, you know, flattery. Because see in churches now, people, when you see prophecies now, I'm actually frustrated because God has a... raise people you know who give prophecy and it comes to pass and the people there are other people evil men who are using prophecy to benefit they will tell you oh after uh, when i prophesy you have to sow a seed or you have to give me a seed of ten thousand or i'll be praying for you and some people are actually uh, paying people to pray for them so would you say you know your God if you are saying, oh, Sister Twila, I'll pay you 10,000 a grand a year so that you'll be praying for my family. I'm not saying you shouldn't sow a seed. It's a good thing if God said sow a seed. But you shouldn't be forced to. Yeah. You shouldn't be forced to like, oh, sow it. No, no, no. You should be for- God should actually touch your heart to say, I'll sow a seed because I want to. Not where a man of God is telling you, oh, eh, when I finish praying, you have to sow a seed eh, so that when... It's the same as going, you know, to the voodoo man or juju man so that, you know, they tell you what you want to hear and you give them, you know, the money. That's the same because you pay, you pay them anyway and they'll tell you what you, the nonsense you want to hear. So it's time and I, kept, I keep emphasizing it's time to know your God. It's time to know your God. It's time to know your God. Uh, actually, the one who taught me about the Bible and how to break the Bible you'll be shocked. It's the Holy Spirit. That's right. No man has sat me down that they will lie. No man has sat me down to say, oh, eh, break it like this. Do the-. No, 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 no. God has said the Holy Spirit is your helper. Yes. If you know your God, if you read your Bible very well, you're on thirsty Bible group. If you read the Bible, you will know that so many things that you are crying, uh, going to men, rushing, you know, going to a uh, papa or calling all this or papa, this papa, this, or come and pray for me. That you don't need. You have everything you need. Yeah. You and God, you are the majority. You oh. and God, you are everything. You and God, you are a winner. You and God, no one, if you have God, if God is on your side, actually, we say if God is on your side, if you are on God's side, this one thou say, if you are on God's side, you are a winner. Because all these men you've seen in the Bible, you've read, uh, Sister Twila concluded everything, everything. All these men were not on God's side. They were on their own side, on their selfish side. And they all expired. They came, they ruled, they did whatever. They were great kings, whatever. All the great kings we know, they've gone. Who are you? Who are you? You and me. Who are we? Who are we to say, oh, God does not exist? Who are we to say, oh, 
today, you know, it's the time to be on God's side. It's the season to be on God's side. It's a season to ask God to teach us what he wants to teach us. Praise the Lord. Amen, 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 amen. So good. So good. Hey, I'll go on uh, this uh, 36. Verse 36, Daniel 1, verse 36. Ma, you find Daniel 1, verse 36 for me. Can I just... Oh, I just wanted to check in if everybody's okay. <laughs> I think because I sent a message to say uh, Mike muted, but uh, are we all good? Are we following... Um, I, I think Auntie Tally wants to leave some question and answers at the end. Yeah, very soon, very soon. I think in, yeah, 10 minutes time. Okay, I saw a big thumb up. I don't know who that's from, mm -hmm. but that's, that's great. As long as people are okay. Thank you, Faye. Lovely. All right. Sorry to interrupt Auntie Tally. No, 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 that's fine. Uh, so uh, those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery, but the people who know they are God shall be strong. When Antiochus Epiphanes turned on Jerusalem, the, sorry, the Jewish, the Jewish uh, people were divided. Some, for, some, uh, some forsake their covenant with God and embraced Greek culture. Those who knew their God made a stand for righteousness. If you know your God, it's time to make a stand for righteousness. In the face of incredible persecution, the persecution is coming where we have to know our God and make a stand. We have to make a stand. We have to stand for righteousness. We have to stand for righteousness because the incredible Persecution is just coming. <laughs> In this attack on Jerus uh, Jerusalem, Antiochus IV said, uh, said to have killed 80,000 Jews. So wow. this king, remember the evil king we are talking about? He killed 80,000 Jews, taken 40,000 more as prisoners, and sold another 40,000 as slaves. So this man, he was actually evil for him to do that. But nowadays, when we see, when we talk about persecution, we think, oh, no, it's not happening. It is happening. Look at Nigeria. Yeah. Look how Nigeria, you know, the churches are being attacked. People, they are being, they are killing Christians in Nigeria. It's happening now. It's happening right now. So if you don't know your God, remember the moms that, you know, they took their daughters some of them, they're still missing today. Some changed, you know, they, uh, they are Muslims now, but some, they said, you know, uh, there's one who testified when I was watching uh, uh, the uh, religion channel. Yeah, she said, oh, my friend was killed because, uh, because she chose God. She, she chose Jesus over uh, Muhammad and she was killed. Those uh, kids were taken. So it's time now, who do you want to choose? 
if you are a yo-yo, if you know the one I'm talking about, today you are here, today you are here, you're a prostitute of churches, today this church is not feeling well, this church is, no, 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 there's not too much holy, oh, no, no, they clap too much, oh, no, 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 they're doing that. It's time to have that stand. This is the season where you choose who am I serving? Am I serving the church? Am I serving the pastor? Am I going to church because of, oh, I, I've seen that man because, oh, I'll shake, shake because I'll dance oh, so that that man, that man will see me. Oh, no, 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 no. If he has to see you, he will see you. But yeah. when you shake to get him, another woman will shake, will shake more than you to get him. So it's time. <laughs> Where you know your God, where you know that, oh, if I have to stand on the word, it's the word of God. Praise the Lord. He also, you know, this, uh, he, also, he also robbed, uh, they've said, you know, the research, one of the research I found, they said uh, what uh, Antiochus uh, 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 robbed was uh, approximately to $1 billion, uh, in now, $1 billion equivalent to now, the, the dollars. And this terror could only last for as long as God had appointed it. Yes, 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 yes. I love that part. So, Mom, you know, now. whatever you're going through, if God has said, you know, ah, Twila, until, you know, she's, she's grown, that's when the things I've said, she's matured enough. That's when the things I've said, I will give her. Yeah. Faster, you like. If you want, you start have, you start having ulcers for nothing <laughs> because you are fasting. If you want, fast the whole year. God is not going to change because He has set that appoint, appointed time to come. When that appointed time come, come, you don't even have to fast. There are things that will be happening. You'll be like, oh, oh, the testimony are coming uh, back to back. Oh, yesterday was this. Yes, uh, today is this. You'll be walking, yeah, the one they say, uh, from glory to glory, from grace to grace. So who are you? Who are you? Who are you? You cannot twist God's arm. You cannot twist God. You can only twist the demons, yes, to do what you want to do. And most of the same times you say, oh, you twisted God's arm. No, you cannot. When God said, I'm not going, because these men, they did whatever they did, but say, the terror could only last for as long as God had appointed it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and God had a purpose even for such persecution and blasphemy. Mm. God has a purpose for everything. If yeah. You know, even if what you're going through, it hurts so much that you are telling me, oh, you don't know. You are in UK. How can you understand what I'm going through here in Zambia, whatever, if you're in Zambia? I, I was in Zambia. I've been in Zambia. I'm a Zambian. I understand. <laughs> I understand, yes, I'm not going through your problems, but I have my own. With, all our, with our faces, the way they are, we are different. That's how our problems are shaped differently. My problems, are they have bigger cheeks. That's what I, I would say. And they have dimples. Those are my problems. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so the six, you know, they... Uh, yeah, the 36, you know, the angel explained to Daniel that this king could uh, blasphemy God and exalt himself until the wrath has been accomplished and what has been de determined shall be done. Here we shall, 
here we shall shift from what was fulfilled in a Ptolemy and Seleucid to what will be fulfilled in the Antichrist. So now from this 36 is the Antichrist. That's what's uh, going to be happening. Daniel was told that this revelation pertained to be the latter days. When you read uh, for one who did, I don't know who did Daniel 10 verse 14. When we go back, you can read that. And Daniel 11 verse 6 is saying the same, beginning to look more towards the final world dictator. You know, the dictator, and when we look at uh, the world today, the presidents that we all have, they have good words to tell us. They can tell us, oh no, oh, this one is this, oh, this one. And when we put you know, our confidence in them, if you don't put your confidence in God, you'll be, you'll, be, you'll be disappointed. That's what I can tell you. If you put your confidence in your prime minister, in your president, that, oh, when I have this president, oh, they'll change things. No, the only one who can change things is God and you. Praise the Lord. The Antiochus Epiphanes is important, but mostly as a historical uh, preview of the Antichrist. This is why so much space is given to describing the career of you know, one evil man because of a pre, it's a, a, you know, it, it's just, you know, the trailer, what we've been given about the Antiochus Epiphanes is just the trailer of the things that are about to come. What he used to do, what he persecuted, the people, how many, what he did, it's just a trailer of what we are going to, the Antichrist, because this is, you know, a, it's just a trailer, you know, released well before the Antichrist, who's, who is like to be the future. So, the Antichrist is the one who's going to be the future. Antiochus Epiphanes certainly did this in the general sense that all sinners oppose God. Yet he reminded, he re, sorry, yet he, uh, re, yet he remained loyal to the Greek religious tradition, which revealed the entire Olympian. Antiochus Epiphanes put the, the statue of Zasus in the temple, not of himself. This statement will be far more. Yes, yeah, so you know, after when we read uh, the from 36 to the, uh, the last chapter, we will see where I had put the statue so that you know people will be praising just to to defile you know God's temple. Antichrist. Christ will do much damage, but he is on the short chain and will only work into God's plan. So whatever the Antichrist is going to do is all in God's plan. God's purpose will be accomplished. So whether you want to pray for Antichrist not to come, you will pray until tomorrow, until you die. That one is coming to happen. The Antichrist is coming. And that's from this 37 to 39. And yeah, I only have two minutes to stop so that if you want to add, you can add.
the Antichrist, he shall regard neither the God of his father nor the desire of woman. I love that verse, you know, that the one who's coming, he shall regard, uh, when we read this uh, 37 uh, Bible, Mama Daniel, please. Uh, he shall regard neither the, the God of his father nor the desire of women. So when we just pause on that what does it mean you know i want a uh, people because to that one i want everyone to teach me because what my understanding and what the holy spirit spirit was telling me is different so maybe your understanding will be different so that one i want everyone to write because yeah that will be something i want everyone you know to look at because saying the one is going to come this of king he shall regard neither the god of his fathers nor the desire of women so some can say oh this man will be gay or oh, some would say oh the desire of women you know because in the olden days uh, people used to desire women uh, the desire of men is those who worship god so you will not you will not love god in short nor regard any God, for he shall exalt himself above, above them all, but in their place he shall honor a God of fortresses and a God of which his fathers did not know. So some people, they've said this man that will come in the future is going to be a Jew because they're saying his fathers, some people, they've said that, oh, his fathers, they mean, you know, because he used to pray, but that's the question I'm throwing out there for you to teach me because my research I've done, that's what they're saying. Uh, he, shall, he shall honor with gold and silver, with precious stones and uh, pleasant things. This he shall act against the strongest fortress with foreign gold, which he shall acknowledge and advance its glory. He will... He shall cause them to rule over many and divide the, the, land, uh, the land for gain. He shall regard neither the God of his fathers nor the desire of women. Based on this, some Bible scholars believe that the Antichrist will be Jewish descendant. Are you listening? If you are all listening, that was my own research I did. So they are saying, you know, the Bible scholars, the Bible scholars believe that the Antichrist will be Jewish descendant and perhaps will also be homosexual. Those things may not be properly you know, known about the man, but they may be true. Neither, no one knows anyway, but if that's what the Bible scholars have said, yeah we have to ask the holy spirit but when i was asking the holy spirit because it said uh, the desires you know yeah desires of women for me it's not a it would be more of homosexual not having the desires of women and uh when we look in the bible the one everyone that worships god you know the one that loved god uh, was uh, uh god himself was a referred to the one that are loved by women. The Antichrist would take and hold power with military 
might and he he will use a great riches so he will use military he will love that so the final conflict that was um this the angel described that uh, the angel described to daniel a confederation of kings coming against these great leaders with a battle in and near the holy land prophetically speaking prophetically speaking a precise identification of people mentioned is difficult because no one knows what is about to come the king of the south may be egyptian or represented represent the arab community the king of the north may be the antichrist domain as a new anti anti antichrist epiphanies or it may be russian so these are the things that you know the research i was doing that's what they said but in the end there there is no hope for antichrist or for any of his followers so we have to know that in the end christians will win in the end all these things will happen now we are in the antichrist you know even if all the things the persecution will come but in the end we will win in the end we win so whatever you are going through just know that in the end it will end in glory it will end in glory in the end we win at the end of the day whatever you're going through it hurts no one understand maybe you've lost you know relatives family member anyone you love dearly uh, during this covid but in the end we win just know in the end we win whatever we are going through this antichrist yes if you know your god you will win and i'm glad that this time you know thirsty bible is coming at the right time where you will know your god you will have the solid foundation to know who you are to know who you are you have the solid foundation that you cannot be shaken by any problems you cannot be shaken by what you're going through you cannot be shaken yes it hurts yes you will cry but in the end you will win because the alpha the omega is your daddy the alpha the omega is your father the alpha the omega is your friend the alpha the omega is everything is the i am that i am is the word see we are all rushing for prophecy but god created the world with the word in the beginning there was a word the word was with god the word is god so whatever we want is through the word if you have the word on your side what are you going to fight with that's our sword that's our our sword everything you want to do is the word you cannot fight the enemy through just a physical you'll be tired but when you have the word the word the word you say no my god did not say that my god said in this you will know the scriptures to pull because you have been in thirsty bible you if you want to remember daniel who just said in the word of god daniel 11 it says that my god won it is finished my god did it my god says is won. so you have to remember that whatever you're gonna use is the word you're not going to use the prophecy no the enemy knows the prophecy 
The enemy actually, the demon can give you a good prophecy that you'll be shocked. The enemy knows the prophecy very well, inside <laughs> out. But God's word, uh, enemy fears that because he knows that mm, if you know your word, then you yeah. know who you are. Praise the Lord. Yeah, you can add. I have different verses to add. I have so many verses that I can, yeah, but you are free to start teaching me now. <laughs> Bible study for a reason. Not, I'm not preaching. I was not preaching. It was Bible study. So, yeah, if you want me to preach, it's another level of preaching. This one was teaching the Bible. So, you have to teach me as well. <laughs> Wow. Wow, 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 wow. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Well done. My friend Beth is clapping in the background for you, Auntie Tali. Oh. She's like, like, that deserves a round of applause. (laughs) We thank God. Oh, we thank God. We thank God. Yeah, we thank God. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the word today. What what I've taken from that, well, I've taken a whole lot, but the f- example you were giving about, uh, you know, it's time for us to kiss God and that we can't, um, yeah, it kind of, it reminds me, like, lately, I think for the last maybe two two going on to three months, the song uh-huh. that I've, I've had is uh, I think what's his name? Thomas Phil Phil Thomas Phil something? No 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 not him. You are you are holy. And no one can worship you for me. Oh okay yeah. What's his name? Phil Thompson. Oh yeah uh, yeah. Yeah, so I've I've been stuck on that song. Um, you know, wh- even when we've been doing our five a.m. prayers, or I'll mm-hmm. just be stuck in the house, and I just find myself, you know, just singing the 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 song because you know when you really listen to the words, there's no one who's going to have the relationship with God for you. You're going to have to have it yourself mm-hmm. you can come to thirsty bible study group or go anywhere else you are going to have to do it for yourself you can ask people for advice how to do this how to do that i mean there's so many times that i will you know like you know bombard auntie p who's on the call like how do you do this how do you do that and she'll send me a list of how she does that but mm-hmm. i can't so for example, one of the things is how do you, you know, yeah, how do you break down the word? They can, she can give me nuggets on how mm-hmm, to do that. Mm-hmm. But until I open the word and follow some of her tips and her advice, the Holy Spirit's not going to come with me and, mm-hmm. and share because I haven't made myself available. And mm-hmm. therefore, even if her and I read the same scripture, that what God may want to show us, one of the things she's actually taught me is, you know, Uh, pay attention to the words that jump out Mm -hmm, because that's mm -hmm, where the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit wants to show you what he Mm -hmm, wants to show you. mm -hmm. So, you know, she could read a scripture and I could read the exact scripture and God will bring to our attention individually what he Mm -hmm. wants us to see in that word, uh, you know, that may be different from what Auntie P gets. And the same with what we're doing now. We've all gone through the book of Daniel, but there's certain people on this platform that I have 
I have, you know, I've never met and I've built a, a relationship with them because, you know, they've opened up to me about some of their personal stuff. And it's made me think, oh my goodness, I can relate to that. And I open back up at, at them. But when we go back for the answers, what have we learned in the word? Or we're reading a completely different chapter from Daniel because now we're in that place of, it's not general thirsty Bible study, it's actually relationship one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. And when we study, you know, they come up with, oh, this is what I was reading in the week and this is how it ministered to me. Whereas I see something different. So I just, I think that God, God doesn't want, and I love how you mentioned about this whole, you know, papa business and, um, you know, it's all great to have, you know, mentors and all that kind of stuff. But I think God wants us to get to the level, mm -hmm. like, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's like you can't stay a baby forever. You just can't. You're, you're not going to stay sucking on your mother's boob on her mm -hmm. and breastfeeding you all the while. We have to get to a place where we get weaned off mm -hmm. the milk. We have to get to a place where you know, we've, we've gotten weaned. Cause can you imagine at 15, 20 years old, you're still mm -hmm. drinking or sucking from your mother. You, you just won't be able to develop. Mm -hmm. And I think our God is a God of bearing much more fruit. You'll never mm -hmm. get, I think it's the world system that has a graduation ceremony with God. <laughs> even when you graduate, God will still tell you, come, let me prune you some mm -hmm. more so you can mm -hmm. bear much more fruit. So, uh, and the, the trouble is if you have been given the five talents or the five, whatever, and you bring forth fruit in four and a half with him, you still mm -hmm. haven't done what you should have mm -hmm. done because he gave mm -hmm. you five. So each one should bear fruit after its own. Mm -hmm. So, and I just think this whole thing I've arrived in kingdom is just, it's very anti-God because God is so... There's so many dimensions to him, mm -hmm. so many, that if we're going to be created in his likeness and be, and be restored back to his image, there has to be that continuous growth. So thank you mm -hmm. for sharing that today. Um, it would be nice to hear from a lot more people, but let's just be conscious of time and just uh, give each other opportunity. Uh, I know there's probably a lot that we want to share in our hearts and things, but if we are sharing, let's, let's share um, and give the next person the opportunity. But I wonder if people want to open their mics and speak. Um, maybe even objections. No, Auntie Tali, I don't agree with what you said. Yeah, that's or, true. Mm -hmm. or, or if, you, if you have been offended mm -hmm. by anything that has <laughs> been shared, please, yeah. please let's deal with it tonight so we don't mm -hmm. go to bed angry and upset. <laughs> um uh yeah or or maybe god has put something on your heart that that you want to share then then that will be good do you want to share anything mama anyone i'm gonna start picking on people <laughs> and I wanted to ahead. just add on, I, I wanted to just comment on um, um, she talked about at the table and that got my attention 
because um, I wrote it all down. So I'll just read it through so that I can go through it quickly. It's at the table that decisions and covenants are made. Because most of the time, even if you think of a business deal, you go to a meal before you cut a contract. Mm -hmm. You sit yeah. down and you agree. So what was coming to my mind every time she was talking about having to sit at the table, it's these kings that were flattering themselves. They were flattering each other and saying all these lies to each other. It reminded me that it's at the table that we invoke power of the cross in our lives because Jesus said, do this in memory of me. Yeah. So at that table, Judas was deceived by the flattery of knowing the religious leaders were on his side. He was deceived that they, you know, they gave him money. He thought he was a somebody when he was there at the table, when Jesus said, okay, you go and do whatever you have to do, do it quickly. There he was yeah. deceived, but then we get into the scripture which says that those that know their God shall do great exploits. The 11 that stayed behind knew yeah. their God yeah. and were able to do great exploits. And we are able to look back and see that. So it's at the table that this happens. So it's, I'm talking about the scripture there, those who do wickedly against the covenant. That's what Judas did. It was against the covenant that Jesus was bringing forth. He says, with my bread, with this bread, my body is broken and eat this in memory of me. And here's my blood. Uh, mm. You know, you'll be cleansed and drink this in memory of me. That covenant is what Judas here uh, did wickedly against. <laughs> so, yes. so he's, yeah, he was corrupted by the flattery he had from the, 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 yeah. the religious leaders. And the people that know they are God, the other 11, were able to do the great exploits of the book of the Acts. And then one other thing, just before anybody else can come on, was um, the scripture about the Antichrist. It says, he shall regard neither the God of his fathers, nor the desire of women, nor regard any God, for he shall exalt himself above them all. Um, whatever contributions that you gave those those were excellent and i just wanted to oh. add to it that the mm -hmm. the the god he did not require the god of his fathers that already ruled it down that he is jewish he's of mm -hmm. jewish descent because all the jews are brought up having to memorize the torah so they yeah. know everything about their forefathers yeah. so yeah. now he nor the desire of women Mm -hmm. um, the name of God has two aspects about it. It has a female aspect and it has a male aspect. The male mm -hmm. aspect in Hebrew is known as Yah. And the female mm -hmm. aspect in Hebrew is known as Way. So his name is Yahweh. Yeah. Yes. That's how come in marriage, when the mm -hmm. man comes with the woman, together they are one. Okay. Yahweh. Mm -hmm. So if he had no desire for women, so he was against everything God Ooh. and the regard, he nor the regard for any God. So he had no regard for the almighty mm -hmm. true God that his forefathers had. And then um, he shall exalt himself above them all. Of course, he will <laughs> exalt himself above them all. And then the, yes. the Antichrist will do that in the, new, in, the, in the new temple that Jerusalem will rebuild. Mm -hmm which means that you really cannot go everybody who's been um a migrant 
knows that there are certain places you just don't go because you are not a citizen. <laughs> <laughs> there are certain good. things you just don't do. Yeah. But he has the audacity to go into the temple, which means that for him to have gone into the temple and exalted himself there where God is supposed to be, he should he he is supposed to be already been allowed to go through the very first engine. Mm. So uh, I'll leave room for others to contribute on that. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Decisions, decisions, and uh, decisions and uh, covenants are made at the table. That mm. was so powerful. Oh, that's powerful. Remember that Esther actually the whole thing also at the table. Esther invites Haman and uh, the husband, her king, to a banquet, and it's at the table yes. that she's able mm-hmm. to reveal That's true. the hidden plans and intentions that Haman has against the Jewish people. And uh, and I love this morning, Nancy. She's on the call, Jumai. Nancy had posted, "Girl, what were you doing at three a.m. in the morning?" <laughs> there are some crazy in thirsty bible study i was like what she was posting how indecision is a decision mm-hmm. and i was sharing that in the group indecision is a decision the fact that you are indecisive is a decision in itself and she was talking about how you can have problems in the world and the the, the issue is not that um we have problems but rather that we we haven't reached a place where we can decide no matter what i am going to conquer and then she posts a scripture where jesus has said that uh, i have overcome the world and he jesus actually says you will have issues in this world but it's about making the decision which i am so glad that you know we've we've already touched on so the decisions at the table i mean even esther was like if i die i die Die. she decided like i I don't mind how which way this thing goes but Mm -hmm. i have to expose what Haman's intentions and of course we know the rest of the story does anyone else want to add to the conversation tonight we have about 15 20 minutes left of this call Speak now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> um, I would like to make a contribution regarding uh, knowing God for yourself. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, I think sometimes what happens is that because, uh, you know, by virtue of us seeing Christians around, we end up just puppeting the relationship that we think we have with God. But then we ought to question ourselves to say, no, from the relationship that we think we know of God, how much of it is real and how much of it is just, uh, you know, a reflection of what we see others do. Right. Because you could be operating based on a relationship that is just, uh, uh, it's non-functional because it's just, uh, you're simply just uh, repeating what you're seeing others do. But then in terms of reality, there's no, there's no real relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And therefore you could actually be deceiving yourself thinking that you have a relationship with God. And then at the end of the day, you find out that there's no relationship with God. And mm-hmm. that's why the scripture says that some people, you know, when, 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 when judgment comes, some people will go to God and say, no, we prophesied in your name. We preached mm-hmm. in your name. Mm-hmm. We did all these things in your name. And, and they're literally saying that, you know, they actually did things according to what they thought was right. 
because they yeah. felt they spoke the word, they prophesied, they did all those things. But then God will say, no, uh, get away from me. I don't know, I don't know you. And therefore, mm -hmm. that means that uh, the quality of our relationship with God should be um, as authentic as possible. And we should, you know, it, it shouldn't be something that we just see others do and you, you, you feel that just by mimicking others, then you, mm -hmm. then you have something that is real. It should be as real mm -hmm. as the relationship that you have with your husband, with your sister, mm -hmm. and with everybody else. Because, you know, if, if it, it's not that real to you, then it's, mm -hmm. you know, basically just uh, something that you are using to pacify Mm -hmm. yourself and to feel that you're a christian otherwise it could just be a whole mm -hmm. relationship and i remember asking myself a question they say no from like do i have any tangible proof that my relationship with god really does exist or is it proven by the activities of just going to church and reading one or two things and i convince myself to say no i have a relationship with god or do i truly truly know like uh, the Daniels that we read in the Bible where the angel appears to, you know, to him and he's telling him all these things mm -hmm. and they have all these, you know, special, it seems like it's special, but my question I've been asking myself is that, is it, does it only exist in, in, in prehistoric times where Daniel has this relationship and today we can't have it as real as it was? Because for, for Abraham actually, when uh, the angels came and told him about him having a child, it was actually real people, not not even a spiritual vision. Yeah. That came. But how many of us would say that we have such similar encounters or do we just say no? You know, because, you know, times are different now. The relationship also with God is different. So it's like the relationship with God transition transitions with time. Is that the case or is it, that maybe we're not just digging deep. And I feel that the relationship with God is not easy mm. per se. It's hard work. Yeah. Just as it takes hard work to ensure that uh, a marriage relationship works, I feel that the relationship with God is actually even more demanding. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. you could actually be convincing yourself that you're in a relationship with God and yet you're just in a relationship <laughs> with yourself. That's good. So we ought, to, we ought to be careful. We ought to put enough work in terms of knowing God and uh, ensuring that that relationship is sustained mm -hmm. by doing the things that keep it going. Because in a marriage, if you do things wrongly, your marriage may <laughs> come to an end. So you ought to be as careful as possible. If you do take much care in relationships to ensure that it blossoms, then it means that even with God, you must take much more care to ensure that that relationship is working. Otherwise, you could find yourself not, uh, you know, going the wrong direction. And also with regards to um, what you mentioned about, uh, about the table, there's a scripture actually in Proverbs that say, he says to you, eat and drink, and yet in his heart he does not mean it. And yeah. as a man thinketh, so is he. So it's still at the table. So he, mm -hmm. some certain people, you'll be seated and they'll tell you things that are, they actually don't mean. Otherwise, yeah. and their, 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 their intentions in the heart are not as real as what they say. So my question is, how sensitive are we to know the difference between someone's intention and their words? Can you descend the difference between someone's intention and their, their, their words? Or do you take them merely by their word or mm. can you sense beyond mm. their words to know that this is true or this is wrong and mm -hmm. i feel that that's mm -hmm. the place of discernment if you if you are not a discerning person you could actually be 
uh, you know, uh, falling prey to people's, people's words that uh, are rather taking you the wrong direction. So it's important to be sensitive and to be um, discerning so that you may know the intentions of what is being done per time. Jesus was never deceived yeah. by... By, yeah. by Judas and all mm -hmm. the people around. He knew their intentions and he knew exactly yeah. who would deceive him. Mm -hmm. But yeah. he did not even quit his, his association with them because it's, it's also important. And this means that in our associations with whoever we are associating with, we should know their intentions and, their, mm -hmm. and what they are able to do. But that does not mean that you should quit your association with them. Mm -hmm. Your association could actually lead them, even if their intentions are not right, your association with them could lead them to being saved. For example, um, Jesus was denied three times by someone who claimed that uh, they loved him so much. So equally, you could be sort of denied by someone who you feel is so close to you, not because they don't you know, truly care about you, but because a testing must uh, be in place in order that that relationship may be solidified because once that relationship transcends the fakeness then it becomes real and becomes uh more fruitful as opposed to just operating on on on, on non-authentic non um non-discerning spirit so that's my contribution amen that was powerful Thank God. I also have a contribution. Go ahead, sister. Uh, uh, so um, it's also to do with our relationship with God. Uh, like um, it's uh, and if, if we check in scripture, Jesus says that um, he's the way to the Father. If we know him, we know the Father. So it's more of Okay, it's a relationship with God, even through His Son Jesus Christ, and you know that He's alive, and that um, the Word of God itself is like Jesus Christ to us, in, like you know, in a written form. And if if we get to spend more of that time studying the Word, and not just studying it, but doing it, because like um, I think the blessing is really more in doing it than just knowing about it or reading it. But I think uh, much fruit is produced when you go out and do it and leave it. So, and actually, it's something that I read today uh, in a book called Wiki Change by Steve Muriel, where he was talking about that um, there's a big difference between knowing the truth about Jesus, believing the truth, and actually following Jesus. So, like, even as you talk about wanting to grow in a relationship with, with God, like, um, how much time do we spend with 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 him, we need to know what uh, what Jesus said to us, or is still saying to us today through His Word, and the Holy Spirit also revealing those things to us. So, and um, and I think that also plays an a big role when it comes to discerning um, what discerning things or discerning the times that we're living in, like Ben said. Because imagine if we are in a constant relationship with God, who is not bound by time. Like you can simply move in any time, um, any time, any time, any season. And even like where we are right now, we already knew that well, one day we're going to be here, be on a, a, a Zoom call and everything. He knew all those things. Wow. But then like imagine if, if we constantly uh, decide to grow in a relationship with him, 
I think even when it comes to discerning people's intentions towards us, I believe yeah. that if we get to have an intimate relationship with him, he can be so just enough to reveal those things to us because it's like you become his lover. And I think he's the best lover of all. Mm-hmm. So imagine being a lover with a lover to the one who knows all time. Like he yeah. has a best interest at heart, definitely. But to live in a dark is not a, is a non-starter. So I think this should encourage us to 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 go after that relationship even more. Even it should be the first thing our priority relationship before all others because he's the only constant thing, the only thing that remains standing when seasons change and when people leave us, when things just go south or north or west. But like he's just right there. So um, at that part about us knowing God for ourselves, like it really hit me because it also took me to a time where I had this encounter like two years ago, on this very date, two years ago, um, I was going through a very bad time in my life, a heartbreak that I did not actually, I I was foreseeing, but then um, it took, like I reached a point where I said, it's either I say God, like God and God alone, and if this relationship ends, I'm good, like I'm good. All I want right now in my life is good. Like, you know, I just didn't know how that decision just changed a lot of things in my life, like a whole lot. Like those things that I didn't even know about started popping up, like popping, like, you know. <laughs> and then I'm like, God, I didn't see any of this coming. So like when she was talking about, when she, when, um, when she said, I'm talking about knowing God for like, it took me back to that time to say like, when I made a choice to know God for myself, and when I said, if, if, if it will risk my relationship, then like I just remember how that changed my life like even up to now and then like I remember like on this day two years ago I actually almost nearly took my life because I was stressed I was like literally had this moment of by like dealing with this heartbreak and then suddenly you just start getting these thoughts to say you know all this pain can go if you just take your life like you know it's the easy way out like never in my life have i ever thought about taking my own life but in that moment like you know it's like the devil had okay this girl is going through so much pain and like this is the right time <laughs> to use this but then like i remember feeling so afraid and so scared like i just actually said god i know that you are real and if you can hear me and if you are right here with me in this room right now please help me because I couldn't, I couldn't think, I couldn't relate to my spirit man, like as if I was just shut from my spirit man, like it was just that barrier. But when I just say that prayer, like I literally felt my brain like opening up and the first thing that came to my mind was Psalms 121 verse one. And I thought this is to just get your Bible, read it over and over again until you feel that you're okay. And I kept on reading it. It says, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help can- I was like, God, I kept, on, as in, I kept on reading it. The more I kept on reading it, I, I could literally feel that most in the room changed from being tense to light. Like, even though I couldn't see it, I knew that day that God was there fighting with me and fighting for me in that room. So it's not about knowing God for yourself. It took me back to like, to, to this day, two years ago, like how I literally put through because I chose to know God for myself and I was confident enough to really call upon him when my strength was just so weak. So yeah, let's really get to that. Powerful. 
Powerful, powerful. <laughs> Isn't it funny how heartbreaks bring us closer to God? I mean, I'm just saying for I'm just saying for a friend. God is good. Anybody else? Thank you for sharing that in Nongue. That was uh, uh, powerful stuff. Mm. Thank you for sharing your 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 personal on a platform like this. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And did anybody else have anything to say? Hey Joseph, how you doing? Okay. Oh, oh. Mm -hmm. Hi. Hi. Okay. We're, we're almost rounding up, I think. Um, I don't know. Does anybody have anything to see today? I just wanted to add something really quick. I'll be very quick. You know, I uh, was taking some notes. Uh, um on some few things that were highlighted uh here let me see here um okay so i think uh ruth had mentioned something about you know uh that you know nowadays now people or rather believers have become more like you know prostitutes of of churches right and she okay. talked about lying to ourselves and uh and there were a couple of things that were running through my mind as she was speaking and then uh twila you also shared something that somebody had shared about indecisiveness that that in itself is is a decision so as i was listening to all of that stuff what was coming to to my mind was the sense of lack of purpose the sense of lack of purpose is what was coming to my mind and then i was reflecting back again at the life of uh, of daniel you know he really is a perfect example of that and uh and again that sense of lack of purpose is something that has a lot to do with the lack of vision because then that leads to a lack of direction and and discipline in in the life of uh, of the believer which you know at the end of the day you know you become what everybody has already contributed to like one that does not really uh have a relationship with with god so in other words you would you know just be you know uh, lying to yourself in a lot of uh you know different ways and then again i was looking at this as uh as that lack of purpose you know is something that you know leads to 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 a a, a big you know identity identity crisis so it, i think daniel was a very perfect example for that in that he had he had a purpose right all the way from you know chapter one as we've been progressing through the books of daniel we see how he was very decisive about the the decisions that he was he was making throughout his life first of all he would not defile himself with the kings that was offered by you know by the by by the king the foods that were offered from the royal table he made a stand to not worship any 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 image and all these decisions that he's making he resolved to seek god to really pray and seek the face of god in the midst of uh 
all the you know different situations that he he had to go to and then you know uh we talked a lot about knowing god daniel himself you know uh was a man who really knew god for himself all right so in as much as he understood in as much as he had the gifting to understand and interpret dreams when chapter 8 hit he has this vision from god the bible says that he was <laughs> he he had a pale face you know he was weakened he was weakened he was weakened he was weakened to the bones um and he couldn't even understand the dreams you know the visions that god himself gave him you know even though this man was really gifted to do that but still even at that point he still had to search the scriptures he still had to search the scriptures to know god for himself you know uh, um the bible says in deuteronomy 29 uh verse 29 that the, the secret things belong to the lord our god but the things revealed belong to us to our children forever that we may follow all the words of the lord so what i'm trying to say is that even as after we have studied you know uh, the word of god like we have you know today or any other time that we get the opportunity to do that we still need to find time to really see god for for ourselves it doesn't matter what your calling is what your giftings is you know daniel is a perfect example again he was gifted to interpret dreams he was gifted you know in understanding dreams but even after the angel gabriel gabriel you know uh, gave him the interpretation the bible says that daniel still say that i did not understand it and then he tried to ask the lord through the angel to say what does this mean and then even god through the angel said daniel just go your way just go your way just go your way because these things are uh, have not yet been revealed to you in other words god just gave him a partial revel revelation of, of 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 what was going to happen you know and, and and a lot of times you know sometimes we find ourselves struggling with with god wanting to know everything i think i shared the you know last monday that god has set eternity in our hearts right but the bible says in ecclesiastes that still man still has difficulties in discerning you know what what god has uh, what god is intending to do what what the full plan of god is but god chooses to reveal those things as we as we go he spoke to abraham go to to point point b and then when you get to point b i will review to you the next step so uh so uh just be just be encouraged you know to really really again like has already been mentioned to find time to really know god for yourself let's take god for 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 the dates like we learned last week you know take god for a date and just get to know him more on a, a personal on a personal personal level that's what i i just wanted to contribute really quick there all right thank you for that um just as we close i i would really like just to people who we haven't heard from just one word to sum up how, what um, i don't even know what to ask what um, what have you learned from today's bible study 
because one thing that I've learned through the whole Daniel is that it's not just a storybook and we keep saying that we have to go away and say what I've learned and how I'm going to apply what I've learned to my own life so I'm just going to go round the table as we have learned this is the decision place this is the ind not the indecisive decision table but the, the table where we're making decisions so just one word to sum up what you have learned and then use that word to say how you will intentionally apply what you've learned from today's teaching in your own personal life so when i call your name please just unmute your mic and then we can go away and close in prayer so can i please hear from can i please hear from uh there's someone here called m duveka i don't know where you're joining from uh we've never had you on the call but welcome please could you unmute your mic if you can let us know one word and what you're going to go away to to implement in your life from today's lesson if any and then after that person um can we have Nkonde? Konde, do you want, oh, okay, yeah. Hello, everyone. I don't know if you can hear me. Yeah, we can. Go for it. Okay, okay, great. So, my name is Mapalo Dubeka. I joined the group earlier today. Oh, Long and young sister, I think we said Palo. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So, it's so good to be here um, for the first time. There's so much takeaway. But I think uh, the word for the day is, as has already been alluded, knowing God for yourself. Because I think there's so many, um, there's so many temptations to ride on things that people have said about him. But I think okay. we are to get to a place where we understand who he is for ourselves. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's me what's right your, now. What's your game plan? Just for the next seven days, what's your game plan? Your, your own not anybody else's well how are you going to get to know god for yourself what's your plan okay so i'm looking forward to just reading more about um what he has to say over my life in his word Good. so Good. yeah so it's it's bible reading for me amazing, amazing. okay Nkonde, you're next let's make this quick because we're already mm -hmm. overrun but i really just want us to provoke our thoughts a little bit so let's go um, I may sound like a broken record after after she said, but I, she she just said it, everything that I wrote down. So I yeah. wrote down just to have fellowship with God, uh, because um, God requires that we have fellowship with Him. And after reading His words, you know the people that God was pleased with were those that had fellowship with Him. So how yeah. do we have fellowship with God by partnering yeah. with Him? You know, knowing His will for our lives. And yeah. also reading his word and spend, spending in time, spending more time in prayer. So that's my take for the week. Thank you for defining the word fellowship because it's a very churchified word to say, oh, I'm fellowshipping with God, but you actually defined it, knowing uh, all that stuff that you said. That's brilliant. Jemai, Nancy, homegirl. Yes, go for it. I wasn't. Please, but anyway. 
to be honest, exactly what um, the previous person just mentioned was my own take. Because as my, my pastor mentioned before, she said somebody gave her a prophecy. And she said, no, this is a lie. So you have to know God for yourself. It says my sheep will know me and I will know, you know, you have to hear from God for yourself to know what is God saying at that particular moment in time. So that's just what I've taken. Know God for yourself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it sounds like, yeah. So, yeah. So once you know God for yourself, you know what he's saying at that time. If anybody even wants to lay hand on you, you say no, because you know by their fruit you shall know them. So, yeah. Amazing. Powerful stuff. Um, yeah. I'm so grateful for that comment. Uh, she told me her name earlier. She's joining in for the very first time. I think you said Australia. And she's on night duty. Galaxy A51. <laughs> I think it's Alice. Is it Alice? Forgive me if I got your name wrong. But uh, go for it. Um, I think for me, all I can say, it's a confirmation with what I've been going through. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's why it's my first time that I've been having challenges here and there, like working too much and um, not going much to church, not studying the word of God and all that. But there's, there's been some times where I'm like, I'll be guilty. Mm -hmm. And then like what uh, Sister Margaret was talking about, I was just like, I think it's a confirmation to say I have to work on myself. Yeah, yeah, that's what I can say. And go back to the old place of reading the word, praying more and getting to know, like just getting connected with God back to the way I used to be. Yeah, that's what I can say. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. Are you a nurse, Alice? I am, but I work. Is my I sister in marriage, Twila? <laughs> Oh, okay. Yes. She's my trophy. The uh, Joe's young brother's wife. Ah, <laughs> yes. I see. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, Thank you so nurse, much. Life, nurse life and shift patterns are all over the place. So just help me clarify. What's your game plan with regards to I'm working too much, but I also realize um, I, I Actually, what I did from starting from, I think this, like today is what? Today is Tuesday already. I actually yeah. had to call my workplace and said, guys, I want to reduce my shifts. Wow. So I'll cut down my shifts. I know it won't be the same, but I'm thinking I'm missing out a lot. So I just cut off my shifts and then yeah, yeah, yeah see yeah. how I go from there. Mm. I just want to encourage you with that, that God does not, um, God will not overlook the sacrifice. Because you have chosen to spend time in his word over doing an extra couple of shifts here and there, of course, the Bible says that if a man doesn't work, he will not eat. But the Bible also talks about being mature and rightfully dividing the word. Sorry, there's a moth and I'm not so good with flying insects. <laughs> but God is good and he created them all. But all I'm saying is God will not overlook the fact that you have decided to um, yeah, give off some time at work. I do know how uh craziness shifts can be but he would definitely i don't know i remember when i made that decision because i can relate to that where somehow i just ended up having more money at the end it wasn't it wasn't that i got an increase and it wasn't that uh, my bills decreased but for some odd reason because my priorities started to change it just kind god just i yeah so i i'm 
grateful that you're making that decision. In essential, can't talk. Lel Kanji, let's go. What you got to say, girlfriend? Quick. Can we have Auntie Queen after Lel Kanji? Or maybe Auntie Queen can go because Lel Kanji is not uh, unmuting her mic right now. So Mama Queen, go for it, please, if you can. Okay, Derek. Praise God, everybody. Praise God, praise God. Um, you were asking as far as the, uh, the takeaway, right? The takeaway and how you apply it to your life. Yes, please. All right, so um, I, I did I thought it was very um, insightful as far as the sitting at the table and um, looking at it from a perspective of not not everyone is always coming to smile with you or not everyone is always coming to uh, be a part of the um, the celebration. And I think with that is just a little bit of a preparation so that we could how, how to apply. I mean, me being, um, you know, oh, not just me, but a lot of us that walk in the spirit you know, uh, walk with our hearts on our sleeve a lot, looking to do the will and hoping to um, embrace everyone, expecting them to be in the same good continents that we are. Um, yeah. But I think this is almost like a warning type of a, a thing just to kind of allow us um, as, uh, I can't think of who, it was one of the, the Reverend Pauline, when she was speaking on the same revelation um, and just saying how, uh, it, it kind of prepare us as far as like being able to remember that our Judas is always among us um, and, and, and in a sense. Um, just in the scripture alone, it kind of, um, this is the this is the actual verse, I think it was verse 21, um, where he talks about the abomination of desolation. And this is the same thing that is in Mark, uh, I think 13 and 14. Or something like that. Uh, it's uh, Matthews, but Christ speaks about this same um, abomination of desolation, um, and just looking at that and how that is applied. I mean, the abomination of desolation and all of the prophecies that's going forth inside of the book, the book of Daniel, is in one part is it, giving us insight of where we are and what we can see right now. But with the abomination of desolation, he said that. At the time of the abomination, no flesh, you know, Christ said, no flesh should live. Like, you know, everybody that is caught by that kingdom, uh, everyone that is still, that haven't fled to the hilltops and haven't did different things, um, they will be killed. And that is so insightful because it gives us a revelation of what's going on today in the sense that the original Jews are not the people that we see as the Jewish people in the land. And then when we get into the book of Revelations, he said that the, you know, the ones that call themselves Jews are actually the synagogues of Satan. And we look at all of the things that's happening in different places across the world, and we wonder who is the the man, the the main hand that is operating these things. And we can look from the first scripture of the abomination of desolation, knowing that every Jew that uh, every um, person that was born from the loans of David had to flee into different parts of Africa. Now we take that as far as uh, from from knowledge um, after you know slavery and different things, knowing that the 
the the the Israelites or the Jewish people were so big a people that when they went into the other parts of the land, that once they were captured, of course, you know, you're not of my tribe, so it's easy for me to give you away. And that's what slavery. So all of the people that went into the, the African, that went into different parts of the land was a part of that abomination of desolation, um, which which were the original Jews. So the Jews that we see standing there, if, if they say that no flesh should leave and everybody was to leave from your hometown, you wouldn't come back 30 years afterward and call the people that's living there natives. Although they are now getting the gold and getting the different uh, uh, prizes and rewards as being the the native people, so I mean it, it's just uh, it's just a highlight in that as far as being able to see that. But one of the bigger other things as far as looking through the Book of Daniel is a simple fact that he's he's eagle eyed, as you know, with his prophecies and the things yep. that he's saying, and he's quoted with the same thing that Christ is saying. I think that as we um, sharpen our gifts, as we sharpen mm -hmm. our gifts, I think that those of us who walk in the office of prophecy, we should study the prophecies that were released and also the interpretations of it so that with being able to see how God gave, uh, gave them image and how those images are interpreted, we will be able to sharpen our own tools and prophecy of being able to see how far aligned an image is to what the actual thing is so that it can give us confidence when we prophesy to see that we are practicing, you know, when we don't have a prophecy, we can practice the prophecy uh, give by being able to read the prophecy and, and anticipate it um, to sharpen ourselves in the same way that that Daniel, you know, from, from one scripture to the next, he's just keep prophesying. He's, he's saddening one, even in the one uh, in uh, Daniel, I think it was 10, where he was saddened by what he saw. You know, that's what caused the fast. Like it was in his mourning state. So, you know, when we are mourning because of what we are going through, a mourning for the things that we see, you know, that is a powerful place to be because even in uh, other scriptures, it says that uh, in a book of Ecclesiastes, I think it is, it says that um, uh, laughter, you know, uh, laughter, laughter is for, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's not as healthy as sorrow because sorrow brings about a... Uh, different continents of the face so that you may be able to grow. So it's just so many different things uh, throughout, you know, this book. And as I said, you know, just pulling away the uh, knowing who's among us and preparing our uh, dedication to accept, you know what I mean? Accept our Judas. I mean, when Jesus seen Judas from the first moment, he introduced him as, hey, this is Judas, the one who's going to betray me, you know, and <laughs> You know, so every time that we have those people, it's like you can discern the spirit, but that person is the one that's going to make you the strongest. You know, everyone else in the group is there for your encouragement, but that's the person that's there for your strength. Because if you can overcome your Judas and be, um, you know, um, a, a servant to want to even wipe the feet of your, you know, your Judas and start praying for your enemies, um, you know, we become that that power tool because I, I, I mean, you know, because we're 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 working with principles, and if that principle is going to be a solid principle, don't destroy your Judas because only a, another one is going to rise up. 
learn to start operating with that juju. So no matter who sits at the table, you can smile at every person and not be of a um, broken spirit or uh, shaken by their demonic ways because all things work together for the good. Oh, that's powerful. The Lord, the Lord. <laughs> okay, one last one, Sister Anne. One word you're taking away and how you implement it in your week, weeks, days. Yes. Praise the Lord. I'm okay. sorry. I'm just, I think I'm, I'm trying to listen and do some other things. Um, I will just speak from, I know somebody spoke something about um, the table. I'll just come from another angle. Like when we come to the table, what do we bring to the table? Mm. Are we showing attitude, grateful, mm. grateful mm. when we come to mm. the table? Or we come to the table to mourn, to mm. complain? Mm. I know, um, Sensali was saying, when you know your God, mm. when you know your God, when you come to the table and you know the God that you serve, mm. even no matter what he said in, in Psalm, he said, I'll prepare a table before you in the presence mm -hmm. of women. That means mm -hmm. he's going to give you victory. He's going to prepare victory, peace for you. Even when you're with your enemy, you, there's this um, mm -hmm. assurance that you're going to come out victorious. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you come to the table, that's just what I've taken from there. Like it's make, it made me really like I should just be thankful all the time, knowing the God that I serve, that no matter what I go through today, mm -hmm. I know he will see me through. Because there's one thing I know that God is not going to give me temp temptation that I cannot overcome. Mm -hmm. It might look like to me as human, oh, this is too much. But there's one thing. He, he said he would not leave me, nor forsake me. Mm -hmm. When I come to the table, I come with this attitude, heart. I, I come with thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I come to like, I just appreciate him. So that's what I've taken from what I've learned today. I know I've been kind mm -hmm. of not listening. I've been on and off, but I would just say that's another way another um, way to look at it when you come to the table what do you also bring yes. to the table mm -hmm. thank you are you going to tell us something or shall we end the meeting hi everyone um so i'm last but not least <laughs> oh yeah so yeah i was just gonna say that what i've learned is you know in life we have struggles we have issues and i think what we need to hold fast is um hope mm -hmm. and i think that's what i've learned from uh, daniel he's been through so many challenges he's had to kind of you know um move from one direction to another try to you know um figure it out sometimes have challenges where people are against him as well but he remained hopeful. So I feel like it kind of hit that part of me that I need to be hopeful as well. So, yeah. Amen, amen. Okay, so um, just uh, as we end, Lokanji can't speak, but she said for her, knowing God for herself means prioritizing, reevaluating herself. And she okay. says, thank you for sort of rebuking us um, me in inverted commas and tintali so there you go and tintali she says thank you for rebuking her regarding that she <laughs> and, and then in a sense i cannot talk we already covered that and um, derek mentioned the scripture about the descendants of david escaping into africa and um auntie p is um 
saying that scripture for the scattered tribes of Israel into Africa is Zephaniah 3 and 10. So please check it out and read it. So thank you for coming out tonight and for your patience, everyone. Um, so we have concluded Daniel 11. And next week, I'm sad to say that we are ending Daniel, the book of Daniel, but it's been such a treat. It's been so amazing. And like, I'm grateful to God for just placing different speakers on, 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 on the book of Daniel because we've had a blast. I don't know about you guys, but I definitely have. It's been exciting. It's been challenging mentally to think about, okay, what, what have I learned personally from this? Um, and yeah, Daniel is an amazing character, but I think that there's much to learn. We are in amazing characters. We should be the Daniels of this generation. So next week, same time, Book of Daniel, we're going to go through it. And then the week after, we're going to watch a movie. So if everyone wants to come out for next for next few weeks, that would be great. We're watching the Book of Daniel um, after next week, because I don't think we'll be able to go through the Book of Daniel 12 and then watch the movie. So we'll leave the movie for the week after. But I just wanted to highlight also, the teaching today was about knowing God for yourself. It's talking about relationship with God. And it's interesting that we've been working out um, through the guidance of the Holy Spirit what God wants us to learn and I really sense that God wants us to look at the basics of our, our Christianity the foundation so we're going to go all the way back to looking at salvation mm -hmm. and so in the month of over, that's really what we're focusing on and I sense that God wanted me to approach fathers in my uh, life that I consider as father figures you know to come and speak about salvation and there are fathers who I'm yet to be introduced to by people in the group that I you know uh, I, I, I love and respect and obviously so I mean I'm just putting it out there you will see the flyers if you're not in, in thirsty you will come across it just mark your calendar come out in October and mm -hmm. let's look at because sometimes we think about salvation I already know that stuff it's mm -hmm. about Jesus he died for me I think mm -hmm. salvation is one of the hardest topics but it's mm -hmm. also one of the most essential topics to know if we're going to walk this Christian life because you need to know why are you Christian why do you why do you believe in Jesus why are we even going back to but um, in terms of, you know, having this relationship with God, um, before we hit salvation the last two weeks, we'll obviously be also looking at um, relationships between man and woman. So I'm also excited about that aspect. And, and that's basically to do with romantic relationships. So we get a chance to ask questions that we might not be able to put our hand up in a church scenario and ask those questions around, you know, um, yeah, for the singles choosing life partners or what does the Bible say about sex or sex before marriage and all those kind of relational intimate questions. I am looking forward to, the, to actually having those discussions. I'm happy to say I will not be leading those two sessions. So I'm just coming with my notebook to learn. So that's an invitation for anyone that wants to come out. But I wonder if I'm... Uh, could you pray for us to close, please, Mama Queen, if you can? Um, please, yeah, if you could close us out, that would be brilliant. I don't know, can she speak or she's busy?
Hello, praise the Lord. Hello. Amen. Hello, amen. Yes. Amen. Okay. Let's just pray. Shall we pray? Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Lord God Almighty, our Abba Father, our Jehovah Nisi, mm-hmm. our Jehovah Jireh, our Elohim, our Eshadai God, our Rock of Ages, Lord, we just want to thank you for a time like this. Mm-hmm. It was not just planned, but Lord, you've already had it all planned out. Amen. That we will come together to learn and hear from you today. Lord, we just want to thank you for the opportunity, for the privilege you've given to each and every one of us to mm-hmm. hear from you once again in the name mm-hmm. of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Lord, we thank you, O oh God, for we know that, Lord, we are not going home just the way we came. We came and we listened, but we know that, God, what we have heard, O oh God, will remain in us in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That, Lord, God, will be the hearer and the doers of your ways in the name yes, of Jesus. Lord. That what we have heard from you today, we will put it into practice in our life in the name mm-hmm. of Jesus. And we also so use it, oh God, to evangelize to people in the name of that people will see Amen. our lifestyles, oh God, and they will change in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, Lord, I pray, oh God, that as our faces differ, so as our desires differ, oh God. Yes. Lord, I pray that God, whatever it is, oh God, that the desire of anyone here, oh God, today, Father Amen. God, I pray that you will yes, meet Lord. each and every one of us at the point of our needs in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, Father, oh God, we want to have a more a closer relationship with you like we never had before with you. Yes, Father, we pray, oh God, that give us the grace, the enablement, oh God, to have this grace, this relationship with you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, Father, oh God, may we not go astray in the name of Jesus. Amen. That at the end of it, oh God, Father, may we not be a castaway in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, oh God, Father, we want to have it closer relationship with you oh lord we pray that you will know you for who you are oh god yes, <laughs> we will know you for ourselves oh god we will not know you oh god through people but we know you for ourselves oh god that lord even in your ways you will speak to us oh god in, yes, when lord. we reach, when we pray to you lord you will speak to us individually yes, in the name of jesus Amen. that the gift you have given to each and every one of us will use it to your glory in the name Amen. of Jesus. That Lord will use it to God to glorify your name in the name of Jesus. Lord God Almighty, Eshadai, God, my God, the God of all gods and the King of all kings. The one who do not change, the God who do not fail. That Lord God Almighty, I pray, oh God, that God has consigning us, oh God, whatever our desires are, oh God, that Lord, he shall meet each and every one of us at the point of our needs in the name of Jesus. But that one that is believing you, oh God, increase oh god lord god almighty i pray you meet that person oh god that one that is believing you oh god for fruit of the womb oh god that one that is living for life partner oh god that lord you will do it oh god to your glory in the name of jesus the father oh lord and my god that one that is that has gone far from you oh god that one that is thinking that somebody that really would love you to touch oh god there is a friend that god that wants you to touch oh god that lord god almighty you will oh god that, that whatever you we desire concerning our friends, our families, it shall come yes, to pass. That one that is believing for a friend, oh God. That one that is asking that God, there is this particular person, this particular friend I want you, oh God, to touch. But yes, God, Father, this person desire is, oh God, it shall come to pass in the name Amen. of Jesus. it shall come to pass in the name of Jesus. Father, God, for increase, oh God. For that one that is believing you for increase.
increase, oh God. That one that is believing you for increase, oh God. I decree, oh God, that Father, you are the God of multiplication, oh God. That you multiply that person in the name. You give that person direction, oh God. For that one that is speaking, that is saying, oh God. Father, oh God, give me direction, oh God. Give me direction on what to do, oh God. Right now, God, I do not know what to do, but I seek direction from you, oh God. God, I pray that God, you direct that person, oh God. And that person will be at the right time, at the right place, in the right place. That one we hear for you, oh God, for himself in the name of Jesus. That one that says, oh God, God, how do I hear from you? That is asking and saying, God, how can I hear from you, oh God? And that person, oh God, will begin to hear from you for his or her. So, Father, I pray, oh God, that by this you also bring us back next week, oh God, to hear more of your words. Yes, Lord, I thank you, O God, for this fellowship, O God. I thank you, God, for the fellowship, O God. I say, Lord, take all the glory, take all the yes, honor, the ah. that you alone deserve, O God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. At the end, let all the glory be ascribed to you. Ah. Thank you for what you have done, what you're still yes, going to Lord. do. For this yes, platform, what you're going to do, O God. Yes, for many more souls that you are going to touch, oh God. Amen. For those that are that you're going to bring back to you, oh God. Yes. Lord, I thank you, God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, for you have done it, oh God. Amen. Take all the glory in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, thank you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> God keep you. May his light shine upon you and see you next week. Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Auntie Tali. Love you lots. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. I really hope that you had an amazing time as we definitely did on the live session with Mrs. Margaret and Tally Flynn as she took us through the chapter of Daniel 11. Oh my goodness, I just want to take this moment to say thank you Jesus for this amazing word that came through to us to feed us, to feed our spirit, to feed our belly and I really hope that those who are clicking play and listening on playback were as equally blessed as we were. We thank God for this amazing, powerful woman of God for coming through, being obedient to come through to Thirsty and just share the word of God with us. And I do hope that you have learned a thing or two and are willing to share this amazing soul food. Now listen, the book of Daniel has 12 chapters. Why don't you come back on this very platform I will be finalizing the whole book by taking you through the book of Daniel chapter 12. But for now, God bless you and I pray that what you have learned, not only will you have been amazed by it, but I pray that you will find places in your life where you can apply it and let the word of God come to life in your life. God bless you. God keep you. See you in Daniel 12. Bye for now.
怎么？